ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. Today we are going to talk about going on an adventure with little ones, traveling with kids. So if you follow me on social media, you will have seen that we did a pretty extensive Florida trip um, in July with a family of six, all four of my little kiddos, and Willow was, I'm trying to think, goodness, I guess she was like two months, well, no, she hadn't even turned two months yet at the time that we were on that trip. So, a big trip, we were gone for two weeks, lots of driving with four little ones in tow, and it was so funny, as we would go places, restaurants or whatever, um, you know, we would walk in, and you could just see people, like, looking at us, counting, like, one, two, three, oh my God, four. <laughs> yes, there are four of us and Lord willing, there will be more of us. Um, so anyway, it's just, it, it was fun. Um, but I had a lot of different people request advice. Uh, how do you travel with little kids? I kept getting that question. How do you travel like that with so many little kids? Well, first of all, you just accept the fact that you're not going to sleep for the time that you're gone. Uh, Second of all, you bring lots of snacks. And third, you just enjoy every moment of it. No, in, in all seriousness, we had the best trip. Like, oh my goodness, so many sweet memories. We, we laughed, we cried some, but it was great. We had so much fun. And you know, I don't feel like traveling with kids is that daunting to me. Um, really, I, I think that's because of deputation. We basically lived on the road for several years, really when Eden and Knox, when I had them, when Knox was just a baby. Um, so I know I only had two kids at that point, but living on the road is very different than even just being on the road for two weeks. Um, so that, I mean, we were just, we were, we had to raise the support that we need to do our missions work. So hard or not, like it or not, we had to figure it out. Um, you know, I have some people that are just like, oh, we can't go to a restaurant with our kids. How do you do that? I mean, we didn't have a choice. Past, it was a Sunday afternoon. Pastor said, hey, we're going to lunch. You're going to lunch too. And we just had to be like, okay. Um, so really that kind of thrust me into, they're just going to have to roll with the punches and we're going to have to figure it out. And we're going to have to learn to have grace on kids who are tired and cranky because they haven't had naps and they're on different schedules and they're not eating their own food. Um, so that was kind of my introduction to traveling with kids. So really like, if you think traveling with kids is hard, go on deputation and then it'll never seem hard again. Um, but no, this last trip that we had with four, it was different. Um, you know, Simeon and I, with four, we can still kind of divide and conquer. You take the older two, I'll take the younger two. We're good to go. Um, but there was, so this was so hilarious. So we took the kids to SeaWorld one day, and that was kind of like our big splurge. We had studied oceans and homeschooling, so that was like our field trip of the year. We'd been saving and saving, and we went to SeaWorld. Um, but there were some rides that only my oldest could ride, but she also had to have an adult with her. So most of the, I'm not a huge like roller coaster, big thrill ride, like those days are long gone for me. So uh, she rode those with daddy. So it was 
hilarious and it was difficult for those, you know, like what did, I think the, the one ride he waited in line maybe for like an hour and a half. So for that hour and a half, I had Knox, I had Ivy in our pull along wagon and I had Willow in her little Duna stroller. So Knox is beside me hanging onto my dress. I got Willow in front of me, pushing her in the stroller, and I got Ivy in the wagon behind me, and I'm pulling her along, and I am conquering SeaWorld with three children, a stroller, and a wagon, and that was the longest hour and a half of our vacation, but we did it. It was great. Eden had a blast on the big ride. The kids got to see some alligators while we waited, and it all just was fine and dandy. Um... But I have been just kind of thinking through some people ask some questions on social media. So I've been trying to glean some different things that might help really all of us as we think through traveling with kiddos. So before I even get to any of the nitty gritties, I want to start with this. So a much wiser person once told us, actually, I think it was our Sunday school teacher years ago told us that when you take a trip as a family, make it a big deal. Like start the countdown months in advance, talk about it, brag it up, enjoy it. So that it just, you have this anticipation as a family building to this special vacation moment. Um, and, And that was such good advice. We have taken that and done that in our home. And it is so much fun. We do. We, we count down. We research. We look up. You know, where, where do we want to eat? What do we want to do? Even with the SeaWorld thing, um, you know, we had told our kids about it. And they asked us, they're like, so is that a splash pad? I'm like, oh boy, it's much more than a splash pad. So we found a YouTube video and we watched it with, and they were so excited. And for weeks, they just, I mean, they were telling the grandparents, guess what we're going to do? So it was so fun having this expectation so that when we were on the trip, we just, we were ready. We were so ready to enjoy these different things that we had researched and planned out. Um, and that is my first tip. So let's transition into some tips. Plan ahead. As the mama, um, I'm the planner. And Simeon says I'm probably too much of a planner, so you got to find the happy medium here. But uh, for me, it helps if we have a plan. Now, it, I do try to keep it fluid. We had some weather days where, you know, I had planned, with, you know, we were going to go to the beach all day. Well, we couldn't do that because it rained, and I needed to be adaptable with a plan too. Um, but it, it does help to plan ahead, to kind of know, okay, these are some different options of things that we're going to do. You know, I used to be like, okay, this day we're doing this, this day we're doing that. I realized that doesn't work so well for our family. So I say, okay, we're going to be in this area for this many days. These are some different activities that we could do. These are some things that, um, you know, are options. And that was so helpful for us on this trip. Like I said, we had some weird weather days where I had already kind of scoped out some indoor things that we could do. Um, So it was just kind of a quick little readjust. All right, we're going to go to the Children's Museum or something like that for the day. So planning ahead is helpful, even with food. Um, Okay, this is going to show how much of a planner I really am. So for a lot of places, they have Facebook groups that you can join. We were in Clearwater Beach, so I joined the Clearwater Facebook group. And you can find on there all of the like recommended places to eat even the recommended dishes to get at those places to eat. So I kind of had like a little, uh, you know, plan like, okay, well, these are some different restaurants that we're going to try. But that made it fun too, because we got to enjoy the local food instead of just being like, we're hungry. Nobody's thought about dinner where there's a Burger King. Let's just go pick up Burger King. Um, You know, we were able to branch out, try some new things. And that was all because we had planned ahead. Um, So just some practical tips for traveling. Really the first one people were asking me about is packing. 
How do you pack? Um, like I said, because we were on deputation and I had to live out of a suitcase for a while, packing, it kind of is almost second nature to me. I just, I know what we need. I know what we don't need and we just grab it. But one thing to take into account, and it was a little bit different for us. It wasn't like an exclusive, this trip wasn't just an exclusive vacation where we were in a hotel for the whole two weeks. Um, We were kind of traveling around some hotels, some missions apartments as we were giving ministry updates. So when we were at the missions apartments, we had access to laundry facilities. Um, But I took that into account when I was packing. Because I knew that, okay, at this point, in this point, we're going to have access to a washing machine, I wasn't going to pack 14 outfits for everybody because it, it was too much for the context of that trip. I knew I was going to be able to do laundry. So I was able to scale back. I packed about a week's worth of stuff for us. Um, the kids, usually their PJs, they wear those two times um, so that I don't have to pack quite so much. Um, I try not to have a lot of like loose items out. When I pack, I usually pack the kids all in one suitcase if I can, depending on how long the trip is. And if it's summer and spring, I can usually get them in one suitcase because clothes are smaller. Winter, they're much more bulky, so I have to at least do two. But I try to get all the stuff that I can into the suitcase. And we don't like having like a lot of loose items. Now you wind up having some of that. Um, But between like the suitcase and the diaper bag, I try to kind of keep everything in a contained space so that it just doesn't look like a volcano erupted in our van. Um, Another thing that's helpful, and we travel a lot, so, you know, this might not apply to you, but we just keep a toiletry bag packed. Like, the kids have all, they have a travel toothbrush, travel toothpaste, travel shampoo, and all that. Like, it's in the bag. So, when I'm packing and, you know, we're gone for overnight, all I gotta do is grab the bag. I don't have to, like, where's your toothbrush? It's all in there. Um, Simeon does that for himself as well. I don't do it for me just because I'm gonna, you know, I don't have a travel set of you know, shampoos and makeup and all of that. I have to grab my own. Um, But that's been very helpful for the kids, and he said it's very helpful for him. We also have to take into account when we're traveling, um, packing toys. Like I said, because we stayed at some mission apartments and then some different hotels, I knew there was going to be times where the kids would need something to do. Um, so I packed toys and I just packed them right in the suitcase. Everybody got their own little bag, um, some of their favorite toys. Now I had to pack some small things. Another great thing, now these are heavy, but magnetiles are wonderful to pack as a travel toy in the suitcase because they they all magnetize together. So though it's a winds up being like a big toy, they get really compact because you can just line up, you know, 50 little squares in a line and you're good to go. So I just got a big bag and we put a bunch of magnetiles in and we just like jingled it and figured out how many magnetiles can we fit in this bag. And that was a lot of fun for the kiddos. Transitioning a little bit into the car, so we do allow each kid. So this was a really long trip. Normally, I'll just have like one activity bag, and then we let each kid have a stuffed animal and a blanket. Um, but because this was a longer trip, I went ahead and they all have their own little backpacks. So we let them each have their own little backpack, and it was full of different things. Um, they had some books we love. We love Usborne books and they have all the flaps and the different things that they can like actually engage with the book. So those are the best. Highly recommend Usborne books. Um, you know, Ivy had some of the touch and feels. Knox and Eden had the some of the lift the flap ones. Um, and those will keep them entertained for a long time. So we have Usborne books in there. Um, we have the little like fidget popper things. They enjoy that. Melissa and Doug water wows. So that is like... Um, 
kind of like a little like notebook with a couple different pictures, kind of like a cardboard notebook with maybe four or five pictures and then a little pen that all you do is put water in it and then they color on that and it makes the color appear. So low mess, um, they really enjoy that. They'll put some little trinkets like Eden had some little Polly Pockets, Knox had some dinosaurs and cars and I think Ivy had like a little baby doll in there. Um, but just some different things to kind of keep their hands busy, give them something to do. Another thing that we have done, and I don't, if you've listened to my episode on TV and stuff, we don't do hardly any TV. Um, but when we started Deputation, we had somebody offer to buy us a DVD player for our car. And we thought about it because, and at that time we weren't kind of like, we watched a lot more TV than we do now. But we thought about it and we just realized that, especially in that season, we were going to be in the car so much that we didn't want the kids to equate like, oh, as soon as we're in the car, I want the TV. We just didn't want to have to battle that all the time. Like, okay, well, what context do we like, oh, if it's this long of a trip, then we'll watch it. We didn't even want to go down that road. We were just like, you know what? They really, I mean, they were little, but we had toys and different things to entertain them. We would sing. Um, I'll get into some other ideas here in just a minute. But we decided like that we're just not going to go down that road. And I'm so glad that we decided to not put the TV in the car because I really feel like had we done that, we probably never would have gotten it out. And now that my kids are a little bit older, they, they like watching TV, um, especially the grandparents. But I, I just know if it was in the car, it would be a constant source of contention asking for that and us trying to not let them just watch TV for the eight hour drive to Florida. So if you don't watch TV and you're on an eight hour drive with little kids what do you do? Uh, their bags do entertain them for a while. We also, so removing a lot of the TV from our home has allowed them to enjoy audiobooks and different like drama production CDs more than they ever had before. Um, so I've mentioned before, we love Patch the Pirate. They're in that stage of life. Uh, they love the little pirate stories. They love the songs. So we listen to a lot of Patch the Pirate. I'll never forget when we were first on Deputation. I think we had two Patch the Pirate CDs and I could probably quote them to you. Patch the Pirate goes to the jungle and Patch the Pirate goes to space. We listen to those just on repeat. Now we have a much more varied collection, which is very nice. Um, but as they're getting a little bit older, especially Eden, she really loves the Jonathan Park um, creation adventure. So this is an audio drama that is all about creation and science and very engaging. I actually listened to them when I was like middle school teenager when I was at home. Um, and, and we fell in love with Jonathan Park. So I was super excited to introduce it to her. It's still a little bit above her level of understanding, but she really enjoys listening to it. So, hey, she's getting a lot of truth and a lot of good uh, creation Bible knowledge. So we enjoy that. Um, and then audiobooks. I heard someone one time suggest attaching an audiobook to a trip. So if you're taking a big trip, say, hey, we're going to listen to this audiobook. And she said now that, I mean, her kids were like in their teens. So as they reflect back on their years of family vacations or traveling, they remember their trips by the books that they read. Like, hey, do you remember that time when we, you know, read The Green Ember? Oh, yeah, that was our trip to wherever. Um, so I, I thought that was such a neat idea. So we did do that on our Florida trip. The Green Ember was our book. We started listening. We haven't quite finished it um, because we did intersperse a lot of Patch the Pirate and stuff like that for the littler ones. Um, but that was our audiobook. We listened to The Green Ember and we enjoyed that together. So those are just some different things for in the car. 
Now, I will say, again, deputation really, like, living in your car kind of changes you. Um, But we try hard to keep our car somewhat organized and clean. You know, the kids have their space and they can have their toys. But, hey, when we get out, you know, we're going to put our toys back in our bag. Just because, especially on this trip, it was a lot of, like, okay, we're here for a day or two. All right, get back in the car, drive. Now we're here for a couple days. So we just needed to be able to walk through the car and function through the car. And we have four car seats in our car now. We have a van. But, I mean, it is loaded with car seats. There's not a lot of extra space. So it really just saved all of our sanity just doing a quick little cleanup as we were, you know, getting out. Or or as we would, like, transit, not every stop, but as we would transition to a new place, okay, we're going to completely empty the car. If there's loose stuff, it's going back in its bag. And then we'll load up again when it's time to go. As far as the actual traveling, um, we we try to take breaks as we can. Now, when we stop for the potty, like if one person has to go potty, everybody's going to go potty because the worst thing is traveling in the 15 minutes. Like, well, I got to go potty. Okay, stop. So-and-so goes potty. Well, then 30 minutes later, well, I got to go potty. You'll never get where you're trying to go. Um, so we try to like, okay, everybody's taking a potty break. Everybody's taking a snack break, whether you're hungry or not, we're going to try to eat something. Um, but having Willow, she eats every two hours. So I knew that would kind of keep us, in that increment of travel. Um, now, we don't wake a sleeping baby. If she was going beyond two hours, we just kept trucking on. Um, but I kind of planned our routes that way. Our, our longest drive was eight hours. Um, so I had kind of planned that when we left, we got up really early. We try to do that if we can. Um, leave early in the morning, five, six o'clock. That way the kids usually go back to sleep for an hour or two on the road. That lets us get down the road a little bit. Then we stopped, and I had actually packed us like a breakfast. We had some muffins. We had some fruit. We stopped at a rest area, and we ate our breakfast. The kids were able to run around and burn off some energy, and that is my biggest tip for traveling with kids is when you're on the traveling process, try to avoid restaurants because the they're sitting in the car, sitting, 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 and then you get to a restaurant and then they sit. And, you know, you don't want them running around and being crazy because you're in a restaurant, but there's no outlet for them. And, you know, hours on end, it just doesn't, it doesn't bode well with little ones. So we try to stop outside when we can. This is a little more difficult when it's like cold um, or the weather is bad, but when the weather's nice, that's what we plan for. So I had packed a breakfast. Everybody got to run out some energy. When we got back in the car, I think the little ones actually napped again. We traveled for a little bit. Um, and then, you know, mid morning, we actually found a botanical garden on the way. It was free. We got out for an hour, walked around, enjoyed the botanical garden. Then we got back in the car. So we kind of had these like every, you know, two, three ish hours, I had broken up the trip. I knew, okay, at this point, we're going to stop for breakfast. Okay, at this point, we're going to stop at the botanical garden. At this point, we're going to stop for lunch. And then at this point, we will arrive. Um, so that's what we've done. As Also, as far as like lunch goes, we always try to stop at a park for lunch if we can. Again, let the kids burn energy, play on the playground, have fun. And then usually when we get back in after lunch, they'll take an afternoon nap. Um, but as far as like food... If it works out that I can pack, that's obviously the cheapest route to go. Um, we've, you know, picked up Chick-fil-A through the drive-thru and then went to a park. We also really like going to um, like a Kroger or a Publix deli and getting just like deli, pre-made deli sandwiches. And, then you know, you can get fruit and sides and different things. So sometimes we'll just do that. I'll run into a grocery store quick, 
get us a little smorgasbord picnic feast, and then we'll go to the park. And that has been so fun. Some of our best memories are from our just picnics at the park. Um, so that's some different travel tips. Um, and then just some different ways to save money on trips. Because I know as a family with lots of kids, that's that's a concern. You want to take these trips. You want to make these memories. You want to enjoy the time. But money is a factor, and it's a big factor. So how can we save some money on our trips? I've already talked about, you know, how our travel eating goes. Um, you know, we try to pack if we can. We, instead of, you know, going out to Charlie's or, you know, whatever, we are going to get deli sandwiches or something or even, you know, just trying to eat at a cheaper restaurant. Um, you know, looking for places where kids eat free or maybe even like trying to think outside of the box. Okay, so they don't have a kids eat free, but let's go somewhere where we can just get one meal that's big that covers all the kids. Or, you know, we love Texas Roadhouse because they have rolls and my kids could make a meal on rolls. Now, not that I let them always make a meal on rolls, um, but it's a vacation. You know, you kind of splurge every now and then. Um, but that's nice. You know, we can go to Texas Roadhouse and Simeon and I, we actually did this on the trip. Sim and I had a meal that we didn't finish. We should have shared. We got the kids an appetizer in between the appetizer and the rolls and the peanuts. Like, they were good. And and I think we got out of there for like $25. So that's really not bad for a family, well, family of six, but Willow's nursing. So family of five people that are eating. That's not bad at all for a steak restaurant. Um, so when we stay in hotels, we try to make sure that we eat their continental breakfast. Actually, when we book hotels, like that's a stipulation. We're looking for a hotel that has a breakfast. And I know COVID has affected that a little bit, but as we've traveled now, um, we're finding a lot of places offer that again. So we try to find a place that we don't have to buy breakfast. Um, a lot of times the breakfast place will let you take, you know, they'll have bars, they'll have bananas, they'll have apples, different things like that, and they'll let you take some. So we'll try to take those for snacks throughout the day, especially for the kids. Um, when we are like stationary, um, you know, especially like if you're in a hotel, you don't have a kitchen, you can't cook. So we just try to eat out one meal a day. So, you know, we're going to go somewhere special. We're going to get something local. We're going to try something new, but we're not going to do it all of those meals. Like I said, maybe we had breakfast in the hotel or maybe, you know, we're staying somewhere and they have a mini fridge. So we're going to swing by the grocery store and grab some cereal and milk and breakfast is taken care of. Then we'll eat out for lunch. And then for dinner, you know, we'll... You know, sometimes I've grabbed, you know, when I'm out of the grocery store, I'll grab some lunch meats and some bread, different things like that um, to kind of help with the cost of food. Another thing that we have done before um, to kind of help with cost. So we were in Orlando and the kids really wanted to go to the T-Rex Cafe, which is a super cool experience, but it is very expensive really for food that is way overrated. Um, so we didn't feel like spending a hundred dollars on a meh cheeseburger. So what we did is we decided that we were just going to eat, you know, some sandwiches that I had packed for lunch, but then we were going to get our dessert at the T-Rex cafe. Now it still wound up being like a $20 dessert, but we got this volcano explosion dessert for five thing. So, um, you know, in the scheme of things, it, it wasn't that bad of an investment. We all five got to eat this one $20 dessert. Um, but, but that's a, an option too, that you can think through is okay. Like if it's like an experienced restaurant, all right, we, we want to do this, but like I said, we can't drop a hundred dollars on just average food. 
So we're going to go and we're just going to enjoy dessert there and then pack our own lunch. That was another way that we were able to save money. And then, you know, if you are planning ahead, if you are bragging up, you're talking about this, vacation is kind of on the mind, you can also save for big things. Like we didn't pay to go to SeaWorld overnight. Um, That was something that, hey, like six, eight months before we went on this trip, I knew this was coming up. I knew we wanted to do something special. I mentioned it to Simeon. Hey, what do you think? I did some research. This is the cost. Um, is this something that we can save for? And when it was that far in advance, it was just little bits of money that we chucked away here and there that then when the time came, we were able to do it. Um, so that, that was helpful, you know, planning ahead, trying to do that, um, you know, saving up for some of that. So those are just some different tips on how to save money on the road. If you have any tips on any of this, I would love to hear your tips because I I have not mastered this. We have traveled a lot with children. So I have learned some things to do and some things not to do, but I am always open to learning more. So if you have any tips, any ways that you save money or you help traveling with little ones to go smoothly, please email me at nohighercallingpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know, Um, you know, send me a message on social media. I would love to hear from you and I can even share these with other people to make it helpful. The last thing that I want to share is just a few products, some different things that we had that helped make our traveling easier. One, it was a cooler. And we don't have like a huge one. We just had like a little like one meal for our family fits in this cooler. But it was nice. Again, as we're trying to not eat out every meal, you know, as we're grabbing things from a deli and going somewhere or as I'm packing in the car, it's nice to have that cooler that we can just, you know, keep some food fresh in there so we can have some options. It doesn't have to be peanut butter and jelly because, hey, I can do meat and cheese sandwiches and put them in the cooler and they will be fine. Um, Another thing, we love our wagon. So we just have the like red pull behind wagon that has a little awning. That has been so helpful as, you know, we're tackling bigger things like uh, SeaWorld or going to the beach or something like that to have that wagon that we can pull, um, you know, where we can load it down with all of our drinks and all of, you know, the backpack and a kid or two fits in there. Um, So that was so helpful to have that. I mentioned earlier about the kids having their activity bags in the car. Um, We also kind of, as we would take one of those activity bags if we were going into a restaurant. Like I said, some of this trip was giving ministry updates. So there were those Sundays that we were going out to lunch with pastors, going out to dinner with pastors. So we would let them bring one of their activity bags and then that would give them something to do while they were waiting in the restaurant. Um, That was very, very helpful. And even like on our, on our, some of our big, um, event days, I would try to throw, okay, we're going to take the poppers and a book or two and throw it in the diaper bag. That way, if we're waiting somewhere or something like that, the kids have something to do. They're not just waiting with nothing to do. And then, you know, boredom ensues and crying and chaos and all of that, giving them something productive to do. Another thing that I absolutely love that made traveling so, so easy having four children now is my Duna car seat stroller. Now, A friend gave me this. It is definitely um, on the higher end of cost for car seats and strollers, but that thing is amazing. So it's an all-in-one. It is a car seat and a stroller together. So the stroller... The wheels like fold in and it becomes one of those little like newborn basket carrying car seats. And then like the wheels with the wheels tucked under, it just clicks right into the base in the car. 
that thing was an absolute lifesaver. If the baby's asleep, we don't have to wake her up and transition her. It's all there. Like I said, we have four car seats in our car. We were gone for two weeks, so we had a lot of suitcases and stuff. I would I don't know that we would have had room. We took the wagon. We took the wagon. So we would not have had room to have the wagon and the stroller and our stuff and all the car seats. So the fact that her stroller is like in her car seat saved us so much space in the car. Also, the way the Duna is designed, it's very like compact. It's very narrow. Um, it has a handlebar that can like extend all the way out for an adult or it can extend down. So it's the perfect height for Eden to push around. And it's very, very easy to push. So there were some times where, you know, like as we were dividing and conquering, she had the baby and she was pushing Willow in the little stroller. Um, But that came in really handy as we were in busy places. um, We were in restaurants. We take that right into the restaurant with us because it is compact. We just pull it right up to the table. Um, She's not able to sit up in any other type of seat yet. Um, So that comes in very handy. Then she's not like on the floor in this bucket seat. Um, She's up in her stroller right where we are but it is very narrow so it was easy to kind of you know work our way through crowds and through restaurants so those are just a couple things that we had on the trip that were very very helpful for us um i know a lot of people like the like the packing cubes um the little like zip bags that you can you know put I don't know, like sometimes I'll put like all of my socks and underwear and all that kind of stuff in one of those. So I have that all together. Um, a lot of times people will kind of organize their kids clothes out by days and put them in packing cubes. I've heard that that's very helpful. Um, now that I have four kids, I just, I didn't have the time to organize it all in cubes, but when I do pack, okay, let me, let me go back to packing really quick. When I do pack, I get all of their outfits and I stick their outfit together. So, you know, dress, shorts, shirt, whatever, socks, underwear, everything, even the girls, like even their hair bow. Okay. This is the matching hair bow for this outfit. It is in a stack. So then I lay those out like, okay, I know I need seven of these. So then, all right, I have seven outfits for Eden. And then I just stack them all on top of each other. So now I have this tall stack of a week's worth of outfits for Eden. And then I lay those in the suitcase, um, not stacked up, but stacked out so that when I go to get something like I know, okay, this column right here. This is Eden's. These are her outfits. These are her two church outfits. These are her jammies. And we're just ready to go. I can just pull outfits out of that. Then I'll line up. Okay. So there's like her column right behind that. I'll do Ivy's the same way. I'll do Willow's the same way. I think I had the girls all in a suitcase and then I had Knox in a separate suitcase. And then his suitcase had his clothes. And they also, I think I put like, because the girls filled up their own suitcase and his suitcase, I put like the diapers and some of the toys and all of that. But that's been very helpful. Just going, going ahead and stacking instead of like, okay, well just, here's a bunch of random shorts and here's a bunch of shirts, like stacking the outfits together. Um, like I said, complete with socks, bows, everything has been very helpful for me as we're, you know, we just open the suitcase and I just, the night before, pull out everybody's outfit, lay it out, and it's ready to go for the next morning. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that because that is probably one of the better things that I've done as far as packing goes. Um, but again, I'd love to hear from you if you have any tips to share. I hope this, like mumbo jumbo of randomness <laughs> maybe gave you a couple ideas for whenever you go traveling but you know what it, it traveling with kids is going to bring bumps along the way um you're gonna have to learn to just roll with the punches and expect the unexpected but it is so fun like I wouldn't want to miss the memories and the laughs that we had as a family 
because I was afraid of tackling the adventure of having so many little ones and doing such a big trip. Now, I, I will tell you, every single day, Simeon and I would fall into bed at like midnight and we'd just be like, I don't, I'm so tired. We would just lay there and like laugh. Like, I am so tired. My body is so sore, but it was so good. It was so worth it. And it was funny. Like, I think because our kids, I think almost everywhere we stayed, uh, we were all in the same room, whether it be a hotel, missions apartment, whatever. And our kids just struggle to go to bed when they're all in the same room. Um, oftentimes, you know, we had two in the same bed or maybe sometimes we had three staggered in the bed together, um, depending on the sleeping situation. But I mean, we would like run hard all day. And like I said, they're up early. So my kid, the sun's up early in Florida. So like six o'clock, they're up, run all day, play all day. And then we go back and they lay there till like 11 laughing and singing. And we're like, guys, just please go to bed. We're so tired. Um, but uh, oh, it was so much fun. And, and one more story. Okay. So I shared this in my email. But speaking of rolling with the punches, this one's just too hilarious. There was this there was this one day that we were in Panama City and we went to the beach and we we went early like it was 8 a.m. but we wanted to beat the crowds we don't really like being at the beach when everybody else is at the beach so we wanted to be the only ones there so we found our own little solace spot um, it was early in the morning and the waves were just like pounding um, but the kids were having fun daddy was with them they were safe ivy sat on the edge these waves just crash over her head and no sooner than they recede she just again again and you know here it came and she just thought it was the funniest thing i'm like oh my word don't drift out to sea um but okay so we're having fun you know enjoying it um this older man does come up a little way down from us and sets up this little tent but then he actually leaves i think he was just setting it up for later anyway we knew it was supposed to rain later that day but, you know, we were like, it's early. We're just going to get out and it's not supposed to rain until later. We're just going to brave it. Well, this huge dark cloud rolls in. I'm like, oh no, here it is. Here's the Florida rainstorm. But it came and went and like not a drop. Then off on the horizon, we see this like tiny little cloud, this tiny little dark cloud. And I was like, well, if we got past those clouds, like there's nothing in that little dark cloud. Well, that little dark cloud got over us. And I'm telling you like torrents of rain pelted us so I'm there like holding Willow and and we think it's Florida it's gonna pass in like five minutes we'll be fine kids are laughing they're having the time of their lives they're in the ocean water the wave you know they got the waves hitting them they got the rain hitting them it could not have gotten better for them but here I am with a newborn and she's all like blinking and crying because the water's hitting her in the face so I run over to this guy's tent like I said he's not there but I'm like well surely he won't mind if I just stand under it with my baby so I'm saying it was doing nothing. I mean, the rain was literally like blowing up under the tent. I had pulled our wagon under there and it has like the little like awning thing. Well, the water is like pooling in the awning, falling down into the wagon. Um, you know, I'm, I'm standing under trying to keep my baby somewhat dry. And then the wind blows and like totally rips this guy's umbrella, blows it down the, or his awning, rips it down the beach, his little tent. Uh, and so I'm, I'm like, Simeon, we've got to go to the car. So we like try to gather all the kids, grab, gather their sand toys and like I said they're just having the time of their life and I'm like we gotta go it's we're getting soaked so we run down the beach get across the boardwalk get back to our car finally and, and it's still pouring buckets so Simeon's like well we like they can't get in their seats sopping wet then their seats are gonna be wet and we had a big long drive the next day 
So I'm like, okay. So we like pop the trunk. We're standing there under the back of the trunk. I mean, water's just blowing in everywhere. Um, because we were at some different churches, I had brought some inventory of my books to sell at the churches. I mean, it's like rain. I'm like, don't get the books wet. So we strip them down to basically nothing, get them in their car seats. Um, it, it, uh, oh my, oh my, there was sand everywhere. There was water everywhere. I mean, it just, it honestly, I could have had a bad attitude and let it just ruin my day. Like if the things did not go according to Brittany's plans and I don't really like when that happens, but you know what? We just got in the car and the kids are laughing and Simi and I just look at each other and we just, we cracked up and you know, now looking back, like we let, we're going to laugh about that forever. I, I hope I never forget the, the picture of all six of us running down the beach in the rain, pulling the wagon, dragging the sand toys, trying to get the toddlers like, hurry, faster, faster. Not that it would have made a difference. We were soaked as it was, but you know what? We, we had fun. We, we had a lot of fun, whether it was planned fun or surprise fun. Um, but I just, whatever it is, I, I encourage you just adventure together, have fun, Learn to let go and roll with the punches to make the memories because it's worth it, but it is also worth it to plan ahead and have some of these different uh, things in place to try to make it as smooth as possible. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you laughed along with me and that something that I said could help you on your next family trip. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.